Welcome to the Founder and Force Multiplier podcast, where we explore how leaders work together with their right-hand partners to turn ideas into action and build wildly successful businesses. Today, we are excited to host the founders of A Leadership Beyond, Tom Rosneck and Adrian Guerrero. Their story is fascinating. Tom is the founder of a company called Diamond Mind and Adrian of a company called Positive Delta. Their chance meeting at a networking event elevated into a partnership where they found their companies to be synergistic and created a powerful force in A Leadership Beyond. All right. Tom Rosnick and Adrian Guerrero, thank you so much for being on the Founder and the Force Multiplier podcast. We Thanks for crossed, having us. Yes, so excited to have you here. The universe somehow brought us together through LinkedIn, and I was on your podcast a few weeks ago, which was such a blessing and such a great conversation. Um, we have connected in various ways from thought leadership to what's happening in industries today, and I'm excited for everyone to hear our conversation and really um, understand what you do, how you do it, and what your partnership brings to the table. Um, to kick us off, uh, Tom and then Adrian, or vice versa, can you guys give us a little bit about your personal bio so our audience knows who Tom and Adrian are? Well, Adrian, you kick us off, please. Okay. Well, um, Adrian Guerrero, I am a serial corporate professional, I guess, in the HR space. Um, that that freed myself of that in 2018 to start my own consulting practice. I spent most of that time in corporate working for very large enterprise companies. And I was in the HR space doing talent development and eventually got into this thing called change management, which was kind of unknown when I got into it. And I fell in love with it uh, because the, the passion that I realized I had was helping the world just be a better place to work, focusing on people and the environment that we get to work in every day. How do we make that better? How do we sync that up with the personal styles and preferences of individuals and employees and knowing how that all comes full circle? Engaged employees are giving the right things to the company that brings those business results. And so now that's what I spend my time doing as a solo practitioner um, in the, you know, still focusing on change management, but always focused on people and how do we optimize that? Wow, that's awesome. And what timing, huh? Right before the pandemic. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, now we're pivoting into, you know, sort of a, a recession. And so, yeah, you, you, you've you been quite challenged. Great time. Yeah, I wouldn't have planned it that way. That's for sure. I'm Tom Rosenack, and I assure you, I am enthusiastic, even though my voice is hoarse, have a little laryngitis, but I'm not sick. And Manal offered to reschedule, which was gracious, but I'm so excited to be here. We'll push through. A Diamond Mind Enterprises is my company, and I was doing persuasive arts in the corporate environment since 1995, and I started realizing a correlation. It's based on acres of diamond and the idea is that we all have untapped inner resources, and it's our responsibility to connect to those and to express them in the world. So Diamond Mind Enterprise is still about the two sides of the same coin, becoming the person you want to become and expressing it in a way that invites other people 
to join along in the adventure. And that's called leadership. Wow. I mean, even with your laryngitis, I felt the passion. So I'm excited. <laughs> and I know everybody else here is going to be excited as well. It's so important when we blend sort of the, uh, I would say, traditional, what business leadership means, and then going deeper into our core and human behavior and really studying the impacts and how that you know, makes us make decisions and deal with change and grow individually, personally and professionally. So I, I love that, Tom. It's always an inspiration to to listen to you guys. Um, so so now everybody's kind of scratching their heads. So Adrian, you've had a path. Tom, you've had a different path. Now, how exactly did these paths cross? Kind of tell us the story about how you met and Really, this is another example of fostering strategic partnerships to create yes. uh, a greater impact um, than, than on your own. And so I'd love to hear the story. Yeah. Why don't I start, Tom, and you can add so we can save your, your voice. <laughs> go, go for it. So I, I would say that the, the common denominator for Tom and I is our focus on people. And what brought us together was a community that we had both joined, a community of consultants. So that's how we met. But quickly, we realized that we had this common ground of fo truly, genuinely focusing on people to, to drive business results. And I was focused on these very large scale global programs. And Tom was focused on the individual. And so what we realized was, I come in and focus on these 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 big programs and often with change initiatives, what are we missing? The focus on people, right? And right. so guess what? They aren't as successful as you hope they are. And so then Tom would find himself coming in on the backside of that and providing his services at an individual level to help to recover and really get that change to stick. Right. And so putting the two of those things together, we said, hey, we've got from the beginning to the end if we work together. Wow. So we went after an initiative, a change management initiative that was also perfectly well timed right ahead of COVID. And so that fell through. But we decided, hey, let's still work together and try to do something together. What could that be? This was right around the beginning of the pandemic, I would say. So we decided to create a lunch and learn series called Leadership Beyond Pandemic. The focus being around leadership and what are the competencies that we need now? What do we need to amp up now knowing we're in a pandemic? And then how do we keep those things? What are, what are those key competencies that we're discovering we need to tap into right now to carry forward? Because realizing it's always still about people. And what we were seeing with the pandemic was we were amping up what? Those soft skills, right? We were amping up the empathy. We were amping up sympathy, um, trust, those kind. And, and we realized those are things that are just good, solid leadership skills that really should continue. So from that, we created a community that we've now been building for the last, oh gosh, <laughs> over a year, over, we were just talking about this, that we think we, we've hit probably some milestones we might've missed. 
celebrating. But um, and we've got our community now called A Leadership Beyond. So we dropped the pandemic because we realized that this should just keep going. So it's A Leadership Beyond, beyond wherever you want to take it. Tom, what would you add? Well, I I think you hit it really well. I would only say I met Adrian in a networking group and I knew right away that I wanted to work with her. And we just didn't know how. And our first attempt, as Adrian mentioned, was a client who had a need that was more in her ballpark than mine, but we were all in together. And then pandemic hit. And I, I just want to add that the first thing before complementary skills is complementary values. Mm-hmm. And she and I had the same values. And Adrian mentioned once, which one, which is most important, is people first. Right. But also we value working in community, we are in a sense solopreneurs, but we say banish the solo and solopreneurs. So Positive Delta, Adrian's company is independent. Diamond Mind is independent. All of it is interdependent and we support one another in all three. And it's pretty clear, I'm not gonna go into a large global company and lead a change uh, initiative, uh, but I might have the discovery call and we might go at it together. And and she's not gonna teach a presentation skills to eight people. So it's really about where do we wanna go together right. and how can we use our strengths to make both of us contribute more? And we're we're learning every day how to do that more. It's really exciting. It is. Yeah, that is exciting. It's such a, I mean, well, well, I heard two things. One, I loved that you said that you met each other at a networking event. And I want to say that loosely because the importance of networking, especially in today's digital space, is still as relevant. It's just different avenues and channels. And this is the product of really going out there and meeting peer groups and networking is potential opportunities that you never even fathomed or thought of before. Never would have thought Yeah, right? So that's the great thing. Is you and I would modify, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Manal. No, no, good, good, go. I would modify it slightly. It wasn't a networking event. It was a networking community. And oh, then put a little plug, Adrian and I are putting together a networking strategy guide because many people think of networking as an event rather than a process. Right. And I joined that because I knew I needed like-hearted people and more exposure to ideas. And I liked the community base and that community no longer exists, but the people that I met in it are still with me. So that was a great decision on my part to join that group. I love that. I love that. At Founder and Force Multiplier, we also are building a community because I feel like, especially in the pandemic, it really amplified, and you guys said it really well, we sort of forget the human side of things. And we naturally gravitate towards individuals and people and communities and the motivation. Like, that is important. And it doesn't always have to be a specific way or in a specific setting. It could be as small as joining 
a leadership book club, right? And, and really connecting at a different level. Um, the other thing I really loved is when you guys said you met each other, you also didn't know what you were going to do, but you just knew that there was something there. And I think that's maybe, maybe hone in on that a little bit because a lot of times, and it is very human nature, and I'm sure you guys dealing with, you know, the human side of our emotions have met a lot of individuals who feel like they need to have like a perfect plan, a business plan put together, projections, cash flows. Um, do I have a prototype, et cetera, et cetera. But what ends up happening is you over-engineer so much that you never really take the first step or it's too late or you've yeah. lost sort of that mojo and the rev to do so because now you're overwhelmed and frustrated. So kind of share how that would help others and your experience. Should I start? You start, Adrian. <laughs> well, I'd, I, I would kind of poke fun at us that – Tom and I together, especially together, probably separately, but but especially together, we are not great at carrying through on plans. <laughs> so, so that just worked out to our advantage. We're like, hey, yeah, we we want to stay in touch. We should do something. Well, what should we do? I don't know. And and so we just kicked around ideas, and we took an idea, and we went with it. We thought, well, that worked well. Let's keep doing that. And 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 it took us a while of doing that to realize. Hey, we need somebody to kind of help us with our wild ideas and turn those into plans awesome. and then execute on those plans, right? To, to create some structure for us that we are not naturally wired to do, which all of my clients would say, really, that's funny because Adrian is the one that shows up, you know, with the plan. Right. Um, but when I'm doing that for myself, <laughs> not as good at it, right? So, so, you know, Tom and I together would just get so excited and we'd have these ideas and we would start something and then abandon it and then start the next thing and abandon it. And so we had to find what now we call our force multiplier, (laughs) (laughs) right? Who took us and she is the most patient, Katya is her name. She is the most patient individual I think I may have ever met because she will listen to Tom and I and then come back and say, okay, so what I heard out of that is you want to do A. To do A, we need B, C, and D. What's your timing on that? Here's how we go. Let me come back and create a plan for you, and then let me drive you towards that plan. Right, Tom? I mean, like she, yeah. Katya yeah. does it. We, and she'll say, well, wait, <laughs> don't go down that rabbit hole yet. I'll got, I have a note. We'll sequence that later. <laughs> Let's keep going here. I love it. She's a, and she's patient, as Adrian mentioned, but only to a certain point. And she would never say something like this. So this is my tongue in cheek. But Tom, a story doesn't fit in this box. It's it's a yes and no, a due date, because I always go to a story which has its place. And and so knowing when to pull in the reins, knowing when we need structure, and having you teach us the terminology for that has helped us work better. We were already multiplying force, but we didn't really have the framework for that. Yeah, that's amazing to hear. If I may add one small encouragement, if you get a sense you're supposed to work with someone, start really small. Right. Good. And tap it. That's a good point. No legal documents, any of that stuff. 
We both have families and businesses. We don't need extra hassles. And before the the proposal we put in together, uh, she had a, a, a thing she was working on, a proposal she was working on, and she just needed a sounding board, someone to listen who had no skin in the game. And I love doing that. And I needed some help with something that was the way, to, how does this design look? She has very good design sensibility. Oh, and wow. so- 10 minute conversation got me unstuck. But what it does is it deepens the desire. You still don't know how you're going to work together. But it's like, Tom could use help with this. Yeah, I'd like to talk to you. 20 minutes on the calendar. And you do this a few times. And if it turns out that it's not so much, nobody loses, then you have another person in your network. But what happened with us is we kept going, well, maybe we could this, maybe we could do that. And so there's always something you can do right where you are with what you have. Begin there. Yeah. I. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I love that. And, you know, I actually, myself, last year, I needed to hear that myself also. When I was actually about to come on here and record, I took a little video and I just posted it on Instagram. But I was like, a year ago, I literally do not see myself here. I don't. Yeah. And that's because... I was just in a very different world. I was in my corporate world. I was strategy finance and boom, 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 you know, working 90 hours a week and making it happen, shaking and baking, you know, there's no time for anything. And just like you said, Tom, when you, when you see that there's opportunity, when you see that there's a potential to do more, just start. I didn't start big either. Like just start. I didn't realize putting a podcast together, which you guys have a podcast, all you need is a phone. You can literally start with your phone if you have nothing else. And your iPhone camera is probably better than any laptop camera out there <laughs> or your Android for all the Android lovers out there. And I, I love that you said that. And I hope everybody hearing today, you know, if, they're, if they have something that they think they want to do or if they are stuck or they're in constant, I have all these ideas, but I don't know how to put them together. The, R, the ROI of bringing a force multiplier and putting the structure, the guardrails, the, the, the showing the ultimate North Star, the vision of where you want to get and how to get there frees you up as leaders to be impactful and actually execute and create, which if you spent many years doing, you know, doing it without a force multiplier, you probably wouldn't be here today. And so these are important yeah. lessons, right? I, and I would like to piggyback off of that and, and the example that Adam has where he's able to do several businesses. Adrian and I could have good conversations for the next 10 years and they would be good and it would be valuable, but we couldn't get to a next level. So you start where you are. If you want to get to a next level, then you need additional support. And that's what happened with it. So if we had just had conversations periodically, that would have been valuable, but it wouldn't have been a community of conversation. Right. So you I have to that. learn that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so this is, this is such an interesting journey. So you got two pads. Now these pads have created sort of a, a heightened uh, a leadership beyond. You, you had great ideas and you acted on them, but it was hard without having sort of a core structure, which you found in your course multiplier. So now, you know, that you've started your business, you've taken the leap, you guys are making impacts out there. I'm just curious, you know, we, in our secondary education, we're not really taught mental fitness and how to deal with life. 
So then that translates to being an adult. And when you're an adult, now you're in this like work mode and family mode, and you have no time to really teach yourself how to be a human and deal with change and conflict and better yourself and evolve. Um, and, and, you know, you guys came, come in and now you're sort of experts in this. What is, what are, what are some of the things you're seeing out there that people can do to better themselves? And then two, um, how is it that your program specifically helps mold many years of really not having that sort of structure and practice? Like we don't even have, maybe in our MBA, we touch on it a little bit. Now there's like emotional intelligence and so forth, but you're really still not taught that mental fitness and rigor and uh, openness and acceptance of criticism and feedback and all the things that make great companies and businesses and leaders. Sorry, that was a little bit of a mouthful. Uh, there's a few questions in there. <laughs> yeah. uh, Adrian, do you want to jump on part of it or should I begin this time or what would you like to do? Yeah, I can start. I think, you know, what comes to my mind is that, you know, the advice that we give a lot is just to pause. It's so simple and it's the thing that we often forget because now we're we're running and especially as adults, we have so many more commitments now and and they're all important to us. And so how do we make sure that we are caring for ourselves so that we can care for our others? Right. And, and our others being our people and our businesses and our, the companies that we work for or the businesses we're building. And, and, and so, you know, part of a leader, a big part of a leadership beyond is and, and I get this personally by being part of a leadership beyond and, and hosting this is is that we are reminded to do that, to just stop once in a while. And there have been many times where I've been in a deep swirl with a client and you know, I'll happen to be talking to Tom and like, well, did you breathe? <laughs> oh. So I, my I job is to remind her of that because it works and she forgets. <laughs> and her job is to remind me of the things I mean and forget. Uh, I, I think that's so powerful is every coach I know has a version of if I would just, I would never be as hard on any of my clients as I'm being on myself. And if I would just practice what it is I suggest to others, and it's not because you're a hypocrite, it's just because we're pulled in this river of reactivity and we need one another. And so take care of yourself, I would agree. And then a version of take care of each other, which is, I guess you could call it empathy, but I'm very mindful. When I first started working with Adrian, my kids are grown, but she had two children, grade school children at home, and she didn't know day to day. And then her husband working at home, and many of the listeners know exactly what I'm talking about, so I don't have yeah. to go in more there, but it was crazy. And yeah. she wanted to have space for what we do, but I had to pay attention because the space is moving and it needs to move. And so when I'm at my best, I'm seeing her feel out of control and I'm taking my foot off the gas because I want it to sustain. I don't want to push now and have her to say, I can't mess with this. Right. And so good attention to your partner's experience 
is good. And then good communication, because even though I meant to do that, one time I might go, well, Adrian, what are we going to do about the clock and the noodle hammer, you know? And I didn't even notice it. But there's enough trust there that she's not going to say, you know, forget it. She's going to say, Right now, I can't think of the glockenspiel or the doodle hammer. And then I go, oh, I get it. I get it. And so we need And it. now I usually just give him a look. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't even need words. Now I'm just like. Andrew, that's that. That's he's like, forget it. Forget it. Yeah. Oh, she's got all kinds of moving along time and all those things. But it comes back to trust and respect and then humility. Because my intention is to always honor what's important to her. And that intention is as sincere as can be. But I get caught up in my own river and miss the signals. <laughs> yeah. Give it work. So, yeah. so it's just about come back to the center, which is the center is we've been gifted the opportunity to work together. And it is a gift. And sometimes it feels like a gift and sometimes not so much. And we have to pause and breathe, remember who we are and why we're here. And then just use a clean four-letter word, N-E-X-T. Yeah. And then just let go of whatever that is. The Thank next, you, next step is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you brought you bring such a good point there because one, it's really that expectations and reality. I feel like a lot of times we expect, right? I have a home office and from XX time and I'm block tasking and I'm going to get all this done. Mm -hmm. But you just pointed a really good sort of explanation of Adrian's scenario in her household. And people have different scenarios and situations, but there's a lot of variability. So under, mm -hmm. so having that spatial, I guess maybe that conscious awareness of the reality that you're in and then how to work around that reality, I feel is what made you successful. And can you talk about that a little? Because I think that's what creates giving up, anxiety, I can't do this, frustration, right? Because you're expecting a certain work day, right? And then things happen. I mean, things happen at home, um, especially when everybody's home in this new environment. It is challenging. Like you hear a lot of people saying, oh, I love working from home because I can get X, Y, and Z done. But there's another side to it that is very hard. There's very little compartmentalization. It's very hard leaving, you know, and in this example, mom, Adrian, you know, stuff at home and leaving to an office where I switched my brain to work mode, Adrian. And so uh -huh. I feel like maybe that conscious awareness of reality is what you're explaining and really helped you guys build on this partnership. Well, I'm going to start there because, and just very briefly say, Adrian is much better at setting boundaries and putting up guardrails than I am. So I learned from her and, awesome. and, you know, not perfect, but much better at that. And, and so she'd be the right one to address that. I happen to know that it took her a long time to ask her clients for what she needed and to add. So through a lot of pain, she got there, but I just have to say, Adrian is really good at that. So take it away and tell us your secret sauce. I mean, so, some of it comes out of necessity, right? Because you, when you feel like you, every moment is reserved for something, there's no, there isn't that allowance of variability naturally. 
right? right. So, or, so it, it feels like it has to be rigorous, it, sort of, you know, it's, it, it's, it's tough for me to explain it because I feel like, you know, my, my kids go to school. That's my pocket of time. It's only six hours. Right? That's my pocket of time, my secured pocket of time when I can get business done, right? Without interruption, very focused business done. My husband gets frustrated because I am so focused in those six hours. He's like, the house could be burning down around you and you'll still be <laughs> typing away. And I'm like, well, right. I'm like, that's a good thing, right? This is good quality to have. I'm very focused. <laughs> Conversely, when I'm not in those six hours, I'm focused at home. Right. And so all the stuff that's going on on my computer is put away right. because it has to be put away. Right. Right. Now that's not perfect. It all blends together. I, that's not to say I'm not on my phone when my kids are in front of me. I'm not answering an email while I'm cooking dinner. You know, of course, all those things are still happening. Right. And, and the, the wheels are still turning. The, the work wheels are still turning while I'm doing homework with my second grader. But the, the experience that I have had when those boundaries got very blurry was so hard that I had to make it just a hard rule. And, but I had to find what worked for me, which isn't going to work for everybody. It's not going to work for the next person. It might not even work for the next client. You know, like this is what worked for me. I carved out Wednesdays. We're here on a Wednesday, right? Wednesdays are for this. No clients on Wednesday. That works right now. Right. But it might not work in January. Right. And we'll have to flex and figure it out again. Right. So what are the new boundaries? So there's, so there's a rigor, but there's good. a flexibility. Right. And so to sum that up, because I've seen it in action, she's very good at expressing the boundaries and the guardrails, but also agile occasionally when yeah. we need to be. And that helps me know what to ask her and what not to ask yeah. her. So she does a really good job communicating so that I can get quality time with Adrian without interfering right. too much occasionally right. to her yeah. quality and time I with her clients and her kids and her husband. And she just communicates it really well. So I appreciate it. And that. I think that's the key is, is knowing what you need and being able to communicate that in a, in a way that is effective with, with those you're sharing it with. Right. And, and that goes true. Like, I don't know, in, in an hour, some child is going to walk in here and, you know, well, I'm not going to just slam the door on her face. Right. No, of course you say hello. And also I'm not done with my work day yet. Right. So I'll get to you in 20 minutes, 30 minutes, get your snack, go have a, you know, start on your homework, whatever the thing is that, that she needs to be doing. But it's those boundaries and it's communicating that boundary, right? Like we're doing a recording. Don't open the door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I call that quality, yeah. graceful assertiveness. And in my opinion, that's one of the most important quality for professionals to work on. Be kind and graceful. And she always is. But be assertive. Yeah. Say what you need, ask for what you want. And yes. Adrian embodies both of those qualities. That's amazing. And this is specifically a scenario of Adrian being a mother at home and working from home. But this can apply across multiple roles in different companies as your force multiplier, right? Like 
open communication, setting boundaries, because we've all kind of been there. And I'm, I'm not perfect. I will tell you right now, Adrian, girl, I need some advice. <laughs> but like, we've all been there in roles because mm-hmm. you know, some of us who are a little maybe ambitious and overachievers, we always say yes. That mm-hmm. is the downside. And then you're in the mm-hmm. situation where you're like, oh, my God. Why did I say yeah? Why did I say I could get it done today? Why are these words coming out of my mouth? Because I am I am subconsciously listening, looking at myself, saying, "Don't do that! Don't do that!" And now you can't work that in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how how yeah. would you translate yeah. that, you know, Tom or Adrian, to the work environment, and why communication and boundaries are important in building, you know, really strong teams? Mm-hmm. Well, it reminds me when I did work in an office. And, you know, people were around you, of course, right? And they, you'd get the, the drop-bys and you still need that effective communication of when you're laser focused on something, you know, you're, you're in an open environment where you can't close an office door and somebody comes to ask you a question, you know, you have to find a respectful way to say, does this need to be answered right now? Or can I get back to you? I'm very focused. Or do you put a sign up, you know, somewhere in your space, you know, almost like an on air sign. <laughs> I think about, you know, you're on air, right? You're not really on air, but focus time. Um, that's something that I use. I used to put my headset in when I worked in an office and, and that tended to cue people that I didn't want to be bothered. I was working on a thing. And if I had my headset out, you know, then yeah, sure. I, Happy to chat, right? I love to chat. Like, yep, let's go grab a coffee. Let's this, but not if I was in that focus mode. Yeah. Let me plow through what I'm doing. So and I the other thing ways. I would add to that is understand that people aren't wired the same way and yeah. their drivers and and needs are different. So for example, I work well with introverted people when I know that they're introverted. I talk to think. And they need time to think about it. And it's important for me to say, I wanted this question. I want your input. Give it some thought and we'll come back. That doesn't happen automatically to me because it doesn't matter to me if the talking gets us thinking and I do it all in one sitting. But the better I understand how you are wired, and Adrian and I are both predictive index. Uh, partners and that helps us to say what might be driving this if you think of a buoy that's on top of the water we can all see it bob but until we know what it's anchored to those drives it doesn't really tell us what's going on and that's how passive aggressive happens there are people who are wired to smile and say yes and then all of a sudden one day they go i'm not gonna take it anymore (laughs) We didn't even see this buildup because it was all under the surface. Because and they want to be nice. Really good, right? But it yeah, just, you right. put yourself in a situation where you're human. We're human sometimes. Yeah. And what then happens? the other thing I tell the people pleasers is, if you smile and say yes, where should I go whenever I have something that needs to be done? Don't you want to go to the person that smiles and say yes? So they're bringing it on. It's not like they yeah. have a kick me sign. So. We tell the truth about what it is. We understand our differences and you get better at asking for what you need. And I get better at flexing to what you need. And it's not perfect. Sometimes I step on your toes, but if you know that someone's working to work better with you, you, you really can overlook those things. 
And I go, whoops. And then I, then I get a chance to try again. I love that top. I love the, the, you know, really having that transformational mindset to understand and, and just being aware again, that there are different, you know, people go through different journeys. They're going to through, you know, they're in a different part in their career. They deal with situations differently and having that heightened sense of consciousness and really getting to know your, your surrounding and your teams and how people are motivated or how they accept change or, you know, how much information they're needing or the, the importance of the why behind, you know, certain changes or initiatives. Like these are very core leadership skills, but they're also very easily missed. And I, I really appreciate that you said that. They're very much overlooked and it costs effort on the front end and pays dividends in the long term in both relationship and result. I love that. Thank you, Tom. So our conversation, we could talk for hours. This is, this is so wonderful. Um, in these times, we're continuously challenged with, I would say, um, a lot of macro changes that are happening in our industries, environments. And then also, I would say, you know, generational changes happening, right, that are very drastically polar opposite. Um, you know, how does a leadership beyond and what advice do you have or closing for people listening in and how they could potentially maybe even leverage your services? Because a lot of people are facing a lot of challenges today, especially in business. Um, there's so much change. I mean, the, the shift from retail and how to still maintain, you know, like top, you know, retail spots and, you know, work, workplace changes and recession and continuous scare of the pandemic and, you know, political setting. And it doesn't, the list goes on. Like we are in a special, special long. Well, I can start. I would say it's get to know yourself and get to know your people and then get to know everybody together with the work that you're setting out to do right in a, in a business setting. And and doing that, you know, that is something that Tom and I both offer with, he mentioned it, predictive index. And so this is, you know, it's a, it's a platform, right? So it, it, it goes where you need it to go and it helps provide insights to the things that matter most to you at that time. And it can, when it's different, then you go back and you get more insights, but it always begins with that, just that self-awareness and then the individuals on your team, but then also how you're working together as a team to accomplish your goals. Tom, what would you add? Well, I, I, I think that's, that's key. The other, if I may quote Adrian, so she reminds us to breathe, but she said something off the cuff that has become a truth statement for me. And as I heard your list, Manal, I thought of her quote again. May I quote you, Adrian? Of course. She said that. Yeah, she said this. She said, everybody's experiencing the same thing and we experience it differently. So that long list that you just had hits 100% of your listeners, but it means something totally different. So I would say, and Adrian and I do have a process, which she mentioned, but even if you're not going to use this process, what I keep hearing is... It's challenging for leaders to to make space for thinking beyond where you are. The word lead means to go beyond. And everybody's plate is full. 
There's nowhere on their day timer that says, think beyond where you are unless you put it there. Mm-hmm. And CEO think time has shown up on all of my coaching clients because these are naturally strategic people, but strategy goes out the window. And what the platform that Adrian mentioned is speed to value. It's not like they couldn't learn these things, but very quickly you can see all the moving parts and how they relate. So they have to make less space to think beyond where they are. But we only have people in our community who want to go be a better version of themselves and create with the people they care about, their team, their organization, their families, an environment that's better than the current environment. To do that, we have to go before in the heart and the head and don't do it alone. You know, lean on your network because you might be able to do it alone, but what fun is there in that? Yeah, exactly. That's great. Thank you, Tom. That's so inspirational. Um, So if somebody is interested in really having this program, um, what is sort of the first step? Like, how do they find you? Where do they go? Yeah, our website is a leadershipbeyond.com. Our email is connect at a leadershipbeyond.com. And that will get us, that will get you to both me and Tom. And we can take it from there. That's awesome. So tell me something before we part. Um, so we, we now know about your professional journey. We understand your passions and, you know, why you do this, um, how you got to a leadership beyond. Um, Tom, what's something people are usually surprised to find out about you? You're smiling. I'm smiling. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to say. <laughs> knowing, knowing how I'm wired, 64,800 and 50 thing come to mind and you have me choose one, which puts me in enormous stress and anxiety. You may not be able to see it, but I'm sweating and nearly dying uh, to, to think of one thing that surprises. So I'm going to defer and I'm going to say, Adrian, what was one thing that surprised you about me early on? Ooh. You're secretly an introvert. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's not true at all. <laughs> Ooh. Hmm. Um, I think one thing that doesn't, that was not immediate when we met was how much you are very much focused at a big scale, but you talk about how you're focused at the individual level, but your thinking it still goes big scale. I love it. I love it too. So, so I get to turn that question around yeah, and then, right? you the question. It's <laughs> only fair. Are you turning it back to me, Mel? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair play. I'm fair play. Sure. The thing that continues to surprise me is how well Adrian, and I shouldn't be surprised, but it still wows me. I noticed early on she had a design sensibility, which I didn't know about, but it doesn't surprise me anymore because I do know it. So she surprised me all the time. But how she is a visual thinker Mm -hmm. and she can articulate a vision in the way that I can see it. And it still surprises me. She was on a panel discussion last week and I shouldn't be surprised. I should expect it. I remember thinking, I get the picture. 
That's awesome. And she didn't wow. draw anything. It was wor- using words. Yeah. And I just marvel at that skill. Oh, it you. does surprise me, even though I know it. I, I can I see that. what she wants me to see. And I don't yeah. know how she does it. Oh, that's amazing. That's our super technical power. writing <laughs> training. I think that's a plug for <laughs> a technical writing degree and then go be an instructional designer for years. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. You know, until she surprised me with it. Right. We learn yeah. something about each other all the time. Like I, yeah. you know, it's always interesting to see what you learn about people and, you know, how you connect on different levels and how you, I think the biggest lesson here is how you observe and learn from others and then apply that to your own maybe natural ways and be like, well, what if I change the way I thought about this particular decision-making process or if I reacted yeah. differently? Um, and I also love your, your feedback on, you know, slow down, take a breath. Um, I know I've, I've, been, I've received that quite a bit. I mean, I was a little more, you know, energetic and fiery when I was younger and starting in my career, believe it or not. Um, and I had a really good coach to ask me one time, what is your silence? And and it Ooh. has the same, yes, I know. I know. It's a good it way to ask that. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I, I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today, really being part of the family and you know, telling everybody your story, um, really inspiring those out there. And I know, I know this is going to reach many people and the impact that you guys can have as a company on other firms and individuals during these turbulent times is massive. And I, you know, we appreciate you. And I know people will be reaching out because this is such an important uh, part and integral part of our change that's happening in society today. Well, thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you love the show, please leave us a review. It really helps us get the podcast out to the leaders and force multipliers who need it. As you know, we love to share in experiences and grow together. If you are interested in coming on to our podcast or have a guest referral, please email us at info at founderandforcemultiplier.com and all the information to reach us is linked below in the show notes. Thank you again and see you next week.